We have risen from the ashes to school the masses. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 428 of the Scholars of Wrestling Show, the AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door Prediction Show. And because it's just me and Scholar Brian tonight, it is the undisputed edition of the Scholars of Wrestling Show. How you doing? Um, Not bad. Feeling pretty... uh... Feeling pretty amped up about this show on Sunday. It it it's the antithesis of the uh, WWE Saudi Arabia shows. It's yeah, basically it's basically a glorified house show. But okay, you're getting a whole bunch of dream matches that we never thought we'd see. You're getting a whole bunch of talent from New Japan that you would normally not see anywhere. Anywhere else on your TV screen. I'm excited. I'm amped up. And yeah, you presented that. There's a lot of dream matches, especially the ones that are, in WWE's terms, multi-main events. And Indeed. my God, I think calling them dream matches are a complete understatement. My God, I, I couldn't be any more excited to see these matches. And it's actually really funny because... uh I remember saying a couple of weeks ago when I announced that we're going for you and I are going to be facing each other for the Scholars of Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. May the best undisputed scholar win. Air, mm. air shake, air shake, air shake. Let me get <laughs> or the right vir- or vir- virtual handshake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we I completely forgot. Oh yeah, Forbidden Doors. Uh, cause I don't know if they announced it at the time when we recorded it, but it obviously made sense. Like, oh yeah, that's right. AEW has this big pay-per-view coming in. Oops. But you know what? I don't like unpredictability in my uh, in my title defenses. So I wasn't going to defend the title anyway. But then I'm looking at the card, and I'm like, uh, you know, this card is pretty predictable when you think about it. So it wouldn't have been bad to defend the title, but we got to make money in the bank fund. You know, oh, of course, and <laughs> just watch you. You said it's a very predictable show, which we've said about a lot of AEW shows in the past, and we just got the answers completely wrong. <laughs> like okay. to swerve I, us, yeah. I, I, I just don't know how you swerve on this show. I did because if if you remember the first Forbidden Door, they didn't really swerve. No, no, no. Anything. So it's like the Forbidden Door shows are ones that I'm most confident about because I'm like, you're you're not going to change the title. You're not going to change titles un- unless there's a plan going forward for NJPW guys to be on your AEW show in the yeah, States. That's... So it's like... So, so it's like it's it's very predictable because now they're just gotta pre- now they're just gotta throw shit at the wall because I said that. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Well, I will give this. I will give it to this Forbidden Door compared to last year's Forbidden Door One is. Forbidden Door 1 definitely felt more like a glorified house show because they essentially paused all the storylines going on in AEW to promote this show. 
But this one has a couple of it does have a couple of uh storylines still going. Yeah, so that's what I that's what I got to give this one. Yeah, they're actually like at trying. Least, at least four of the matches have storyline implications, even if the storyline isn't actually a part of the match. There's only one match where it's like full storyline. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it didn't. But there, but there are storyline implications in in a lot of matches, and. It, and there aren't any injury concerns so like there were oh, last yeah. year, so you didn't, so you didn't have to make do, like mm-hmm. you did last year. And I'm, I think my big question, which actually kind of affected some of my predictions on, on this uh, show, is I wonder if they're going to continue any of this when they go to Wembley. Oh, I guarantee it. Which in, is like which, in most uh, cases. It, not in most cases. I mean, there are some that are very obvious that are gonna that are gonna end, begin and end that forbidden door. But there are some that I I can see going into Wembley or all in and all out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I can I can see there there are some things that are not gonna end at forbidden door. Keep keep the story going, and with that, let's go r- dive right into some of the to these uh, predictions for Forbidden Door. We're going to start in with the buy-in of the women's own Heart Cup tournament first round match against with Athena versus Billy Starks. Champ, you go ahead and go first. I'm not giving you the this option one, like Jeff does. <laughs> this this is pretty uh, obvious. Like I like Billy Starks. She has she has a bright future in the business. But that's exactly what it is. It's a future in the business. She just graduated high school. She's not beating Athena in the Owen Hart in the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. Athena wins this one and continues her path of destruction through the uh, women's division of ROH and AEW. I yeah I I'm going to second that. I'm also going to go with Athena to win. I mean. It's kind of it's kind of hard to basically have one of the champions, even if it is Ring of Honor, one of your champions just take a loss. I think Athena is going to go pretty far in this tournament. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm also going to go with Athena. It's gonna. I'm so glad to actually see her on a AEW pay per view, even if it is yeah, the and- buy in. But it's still she has she's getting a paycheck from this show, so it's a big win. Exactly, it's like Billy Starks is going to put up a good performance. It's going to be a showcase match, but there's no way that Athena doesn't walk out on top here. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Moving on, we're going to go into the card, and we're going to throw in the, I guess you could say, recent uh, announced match that was made tonight, but. Because of spoilers, most people already found out about it. We're going to get Adam Cole versus Dirty Tom Lawler. And I think it's very clear who's going to win this one. I mean, you're having the guy who's in the in the uh, world championship storyline. And yeah, it's like I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that they're giving Selfie Tom a spot here. But that's exactly what it is. It's a spot. It's a paycheck. He's here to make Adam Cole look good, and that's exactly what's going to happen. 
Adam Cole wins to continue further the uh, storyline between him and MJF leading to a rematch whenever that may be. <laughs> it looks like they're doing this. Uh, what's the name of this tournament, this tag tournament that they're involved in? It's like a blind invitational. Yeah, I think they're actually putting the championship title on hold because it looks like they're planning for uh, MJF versus CM Punk at Wembley. I can see that. Especially what's in within... the bag, Max? What's in the bag? What's in... what's in the bag? But we already know what's in the bag. And it's actually a, a pretty fun storyline to think about it. To continue exactly. with uh, one of the best matches of last year. Uh all right, moving on. We're going into quite possibly one of my most entertaining matches or looking forward to matches of this card. And that's the fatal four way for the AEW International Championship with reigning champ, reigning exhausted champ, Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Garcia, Zack Sabre Jr., Jr., and Shibata. Who do you got? I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going with the hot hand. He may be exhausted, but it would be a shame if Orange Cassidy lost his title in a multi-man match. It, it's I I don't I don't believe they would put the title on Shibata or Zack Saber Jr. anyway. And if they're gonna put it on Daniel Garcia, I would like it to be in a singles match instead. It, I I think it would actually hurt the rain in the long run if he lost it in a multi-man match. I said it for the Battle Royal. I'm going to say it here. He's going to pull it out by the skin of his teeth, Orange Cassidy style, and the rain is going to continue. You pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. It was said at... What was the name of the last paper? Oh jeez. Double or nothing. <laughs> a double or nothing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. He is not Orange Cassidy's title reign is not ending in a multi-man match. It is going to be one on one. And a part of me is still convinced it's going to be Swerve Strickland. Yeah, like I I thought that the I thought that, that title match, that first title match that they had was gonna be what when Swerve took it. Right? But, I thought the same thing. But it's like it's between Swerve and Daniel Garcia for me. And Daniel Garcia is in this match, but you don't take the title off of Orange Cassidy in a multi-man match. I think that that would be the it would be the second biggest misstep of AEW so far. Honestly, if, I think if, I think Daniel Garcia is in this match to get the pin or to take the pin. That's my that's my guess. I I wouldn't say that I I think that Shibata is going to take the pin because he's just kind of randomly in there. We're not getting points for that one, so we're, we're just talking out of our asses on that one. I I actually yeah. think Garcia is going to take the pin on that one. Uh, moving on, we got the. Uh, Trio's tag match with Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Darby Allen at Sting and to be announced, which I believe they said they're announcing it on this episode of Collision tomorrow at the time of this recording. Hey, if it, 
I think that that's a mistake. But if if they want if they want to ruin a surprise, who do you think it's going to be? This isn't a point I, thing. Who do you think is going to be? I honestly have no idea. This Chris, is, Jericho, this is, Chris Jericho has his own list of enemies. I I think it'll be if you're going by what's going on and it's an NJPW guy, I think it's going to be Nido. I think it's going to be Nido too, actually. Yeah. That's a very that and, is a very good call. Yeah, and if that's the case, oh, if there's a T, if there's a TBD on a tag team, that team's winning. Ex- yep, took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going I'm going to go with uh yeah, Sting, Darby, TBA, or T, yeah, to be announced, Naito probably. And I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go with them because the there's big a TBD, factor. There's a TBD involved. That's all I need to know. <laughs> even like, even if that's not the case, they're hope they're building the storyline with Sammy Guevara's face turn. Yeah. So, and there's there's they're, gonna be some drama with him and Jericho to be a big deciding factor in this match. Yeah, they're building up the past the torch moment and and this is going to this is going to be like the big you, you had the promo but this is going to be the big start of the turn. So that that's what this match is really building towards. And and whether people want to admit it or not, it it will be cool to see Sting and Chris Jericho fight each other. <laughs> for, for, I actually even have a quick scholars quick talk, specifically for uh, Jericho and well, specifically for Sammy Guevara. They're uh, they're obviously planning this big face turn that they started really hinting at during for the Fatal Four Way at Double or Nothing. Do you think this new this sec, second face turn for Sammy Guevara is actually going to work? Unlike the first time, I I think this one is. Because the the first one was forced, and we knew it, and it felt like the performers knew it, and it just didn't work. This one, it it feels like they're moving into it more organically, and because it's like they did the baby announcement, they did they they did. They've already started doing a whole bunch of babyface stuff, but not. And and when Chris Jericho puts his mind to it, okay, he can get anyone over. It, that is fair. So so and the problem was, it was a face turn for everybody in that group when he was a face the first time, mm-hmm. because Jericho Guevara. They tried to turn Jack Swagger face. That didn't work. <laughs> so, so it was like that was doomed to fail from the beginning. But now they're actually putting work in, and it it I I think this time it's going to work. I think the baby factor is definitely a bit a, a big factor to help get his face turned, but. Also, there's also that possibility is like, oh, we're going to do uh, have it be another force thing where it's like him being so obnoxious would be like, I'm going to I'm a daddy. I'm going to I'm going to make I'm going to spoil the hell out of this child that it's going to be basically 
Ms. Maurice level of annoyance. I I have faith that they're not going to WWE this. <laughs> Let's hope so, actually. I, I, because, because what you just said is the most WWE thing ever. <laughs> and it's like, I I have faith that Tony Khan wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> but it's also but it's also a stable that is glorifying themselves with as sports entertainers. So it is very yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah, and but this is but this is Sammy Guevara breaking away from that. So maybe they play into that. Like I don't want to be a sports entertainer. I want to be a wrestler. That kind so of basically, thing. so basically, pull a Danny Garcia, but actually go through and with actually it? go through with it. Yeah. I'll be. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Uh, moving on, we got the AEW's AEW Women's World Championship match with Tony Storm defending the title against Willow Nightingale. What do you, who do you got on this one? It's very clear as day. I I would love to just piss Jaybird off and and say and and say Willow Nightingale because. His hatred for her, to me, is like is is like your hatred for Eddie Kingston. It's like I don't understand it, but I don't think I'm meant to understand it. Sometimes you, people hey, just hate I've made they hate. I've made my arguments with Eddie Kingston very clear. Yeah, and and I don't agree with them, and it's it's just one of those things where it's like I'm not gonna understand, I'm not gonna try to understand. Sometimes people just hate who they hate, <laughs> and, and I, so here's the thing with uh, like with me and Eddie Kingston compared with uh, Jeremy and Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale is just too goddamn cute and likable. I just don't get why. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I, but it's like. I I do like that they have the NJPW strong champion, mm-hmm. women's champion on here. I do like that they're going that route and they're just and pick a random <laughs> and and throw her in there. But yeah, this is obvious. It's Tony Storm. If it was it's, if it was a non-title match, I probably would have shifted more with, to Willow. But because it's a title match, it made it like. Yeah. It was like a no yeah, it, brain, it's no duh Tony, answer, and it's like it's Tony Storm. I'd like her to have a legitimate run that isn't interim. So let's keep it going until Jamie Hader comes back and takes it to Wimbledon. <laughs> I'm already. I'm actually really a big fan of this of her title reign because of her with the Outcasts. It just seems now more like legitimizing her. And legitimizing that stable, exactly. Now, right. now they now it's like they have a point in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. We got the most random of uh, men's Owen Hart Cup tournament match with CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. Kojima. <laughs> the most, but there's a reason as hell. There's a reason why it's random as hell because it was supposed to be CM Punk versus Kenta. Well, yeah, that we did yeah, that, but you know, but Kenta's you know, like, Kenta, no, Kenta, I don't want to fight Kenta, him. Kenta's like, uh, no, I don't like that dude. It's if so funny because people are like, if he thinks Hangman, if he thinks Hangman Page is going to be bad, 
chopping him in the mouth. What do you think I'm gonna do? <laughs> I just was like, I was, I just love the fact that Kenta is like going all over uh, social media. It's like I'm not fighting him, and everyone's thinking, oh, that's just that's just him. set up. That's just set up. That's just set up like kayfabe or like storytelling, and they're eventually going to have Kenta come in. It. And he's like, and no, I'm not fighting like, him. No. I don't want to work, especially since I know I'm going to lose and I'm not going to lose with him using the finishing move that I made up. (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. So, no, it's not happening. So you get the most random of random matches that, you know, CM Punk's going to win. Hell, CM Punk's going to win this whole tournament. CM Punk's going to win the tournament. And that's sad to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I like CM Punk. As a wrestler, as an entertainer, but th- there's no reason that he has to win this tournament, especially with the other talent that's in it. Yeah, we're going to get – I, I want to see Starks versus Hobbs one more time. That would be nice. But it's like – The finals like going to be Punk and Starks. When there's a tournament, when there's a tournament and there's a foregone conclusion – Okay, it's it's just like I don't care about the tournament. I don't. This match is going to be fine. It's going to be a CM Punk showcase. The finals first is going to be him and Starks. Back. Yeah, it's CM Punk's first singles match back after his long layoff. And it's going to be a showcase match, and he's going to do what he does, and he's going to get the win. Agreed. All right, I'm gonna. Next up, we got quite possibly going to be the most wildest match on the show, the uh, ten man tag team match with Blackpool Combat Club, Takeshita, and uh, Shota Imuno. I can't shit versus Shota <laughs> versus the Elite, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. Blackpool Combat Club. Just because Eddie Kingston is on the other team, and he's and with how Eddie Kingston is in these multi man matches, he's going to be the big factor that costs his team the match. But he's not going to be the one who takes the pin. No, but he's not going to be the one who takes the pin. But he's going to be one of the reasons that they lose. Here, here's the thing. Okay, if this was the one, I was fifty fifty. But then I thought about it, and here are the obvious talking points. Okay. You're building up Takeshka. Okay. He hasn't really done anything. He's he's had a couple he's had a he's had a couple squash matches since he turned at double or nothing. So this would be a good time for him to do a heel tactic and pin a young and pin a young buck or something. Oh, he's like definitely that. he's the one that's pinning. Yeah. He's he's the one that's pinning, and I think it's gonna be a young buck. Doesn't matter which one, they're interchangeable at this point. <laughs> but what the like, Usos were before they actually became main event stars. <laughs> exactly. And the issue the issue is going to be they've already started building this up. Okay. The other tag team don't trust each other. 
Eddie Kingston does not trust the elite, and that's why he bought an EC. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this storyline isn't going to end here. No, and the elite needs to hit the elite in totality needs to hit rock bottom, so that they can so that they can first bring in Abushi, and we can get blood and guts at either Wembley or what is it all out that's going to be in Chicago. Yeah. All outs in Chicago. All in is Wembley. Yeah. So, so at either one. Okay. Because you can't have Eddie Kingston take the pinfall here because Eddie Kingston's going into the, going into the G1. And he's got storylines going in in NJPW. He needs to look somewhat good going in there. Ishii's just a body. Yeah, really. Wembley. Okay. Yeah, Ishii's just a just a body. Same thing with Shooter. And you need to build up Takeshka, and that's more important than everybody saying the elite needs a win here. No, they don't. They need to hit rock bottom before they can before they can pull the ultimate victory, Star Wars style. This is their Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> so that they get so that they can bring in Ibushi and then perform Return of the Jedi at 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 Wembley. I like your Star Wars analogy. Very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and- <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> oh. Next up, we got quite possibly even more random than the CM Punk match. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship with uh, Sonata defending the title against Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And very interesting, very interesting match. Very completely out of nowhere of all pe- uh, with Jack Perry of all people. And it looks like they're just using this match to keep going with the rumored heel turn that they're going with him. Yeah, just listening to the press conference, just listening to the interviews that are going up online, that that Jack Perry's like, it's fine that Sonata doesn't know who I am. I've never watched any of his matches either. I saw that. That was hilarious. I'm like, that's a good clapback. I like that. If if that's got to be Jack Perry as a heel, I'm down for it. Just, I, just a just a shit talking sass master. All right, that's it. No, but I'm actually but, he needs it. He's at that point yeah, where he he's done. He's done he, enough. He's, he's done enough as a face, and he need he needs a new character revamp, and a heel would definitely work well for him. Yeah, he's milk toast dry at this point. As as the uh, he's Rocky Maivia babyface right now, and and it's like it's time to turn him heel, let him let loose, and see if he can run with it. If he can't, then that's how you know that he's not gonna be the star that you think he is, that that Tony Khan thinks he is. This is his sink or swim moment. When he turn when he actually turns heel, that's gonna be his sink or swim moment because right now the baby face isn't working it's most the the heel turns most likely going to happen post-match 
I don't think it's going to happen at Forbidden Door. I, I think th- I I feel like it. I feel like it will be, especially with, he's probably going to have a because I believe Hook is in his corner, right? I'm not certain. I because I remember be there's the story turn- that he he said he wanted Hook in his corner, and I think that's going to be a a factor in it. I think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think turn on Hook. Hook Hook might might cause him to lose this match, but I don't. It it's too soon for me for the heel turn to work. They haven't built it up enough, so I think it'll happen like on a dynamite in like hmm. three weeks, the same way that Christian Cage turned. He turned on a random ass dynamite. In instead of a pay per view, hmm. so I, I and I think they're trying to build like a parallel there, but but yeah, Sonata wins. They're not they're not having Jungle Boy win the big gold of the opposing company. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I wish I could call it big gold. We'll just call it the uh, butterfly gold. Yeah. I hate that. I hate the look of that title. I miss. I actually prefer the the last version of that of the uh IWGP title. But that's just me. Again, it just looks like the male version of the uh women's butterfly. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh we'll, from the uh IWGP world title to the uh AEW World Championship match with MJS at MJS MJF <laughs> Tongue twister on for some reason. MJF defending the title against uh Hiroshi Tanahashi. Which is gonna is gonna be a very good match. Oh it's gonna goodness. be very good. And it's a bummer that Tanahashi's gonna have to lose the same title on the same show. I know, right? <laughs> Two years in a row. I'm, uh, I'm like you just you just have to, you just feed Tanahashi to these AEW World Champions, <laughs> and but yeah, there's no way it, he'll get it eventually. The same thing, the same thing goes for the AEW title that I said for the IWGP World Heavyweight Title. You're not having the opposing company. You're not having the guy from the opposing company win that title because you can't guarantee he's going to be on the show while he holds the title. And we don't need we don't need a Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns in AEW. I would. It'll be so So. funny one day, just one day. All of a sudden, you just see both uh, world champions lose to the opposing companies, and it's like. This is just weird, but I kind I'm kind of intrigued to see how they what they would do with that kind of booking. Yeah, and and I can see that happening further down the line on like later Forbidden mm-hmm. Doors, but not on the second one in history. It's it's too it's too new. You don't know what's going to happen later on. You don't know if the relationship's going to sour or yeah, anything well. like that. You can't you can't you can't do it yet. Ugh. Let's hope it doesn't that doesn't happen. All right, now we're down to the final two. As we put it at the beginning of this show, dream matches are under are just understatement for this. 
either one of these two matches could be a main event, but I think they announced one already as that's going to close out the show. So we're going to do the one that, you know, is not with Brian Danielson versus Okada. Oh, I'm this the is moment. Oh. The moment Brian Danielson showed up on that screen on the NJPW show, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And and this is this is going to be amazing. I've I've wait I've wanted to see this match the entire time. I knew I was never going to see it with uh, Daniel Bryan in WWE. So the moment he became Bryan Danielson, he came over, okay, and once his injury issues were were settled and everything, I'm like, you got to do Okada. You got to do Okada at Forbidden Door. Moxley can wait. Moxley can wait. You got to do Danielson versus Okada now because you don't know how much longer Danielson's going to want to do it with his injury history. He's banged up now. <laughs> so, so, so who do you got? I've, I do not. Okada is like a final boss in NJPW. You don't, you never beat him on the first try. And I don't think Danielson wants to beat him. He's all about the – he's in the stage of his career now where wins don't matter, and he's all about the – he's all about the story of the match and building up the other opponent and all that. So I think – I'm going with Okada on this one. I think Okada takes it and continues, continues his final boss run and he can go back to NJPW for the time being and, and take out more anger on the young boys. <laughs> oh, you, again, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Danielson is at a point where he doesn't, he doesn't need the win. It would be amazing if he wins. Oh, my God. But I feel like within this case... I think Okada can actually really do better with the with a win here, especially with a match uh, this big. And who knows? The, we're gonna pro- we're most likely gonna get like a a trill. We're gonna get our own trilogy with this one. This is not gonna be their only time. Yeah, because I can see him going over for Wrestle Kingdom. Exactly. That that was my thought too. I think that's where he uh, Danielson is going to get his win. So yeah, I'm also going to go with Okada. And now the final match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship: Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. And uh, Will Ospreay is going to win this one. I think he's going to win the title back to set yeah, to this- set up for. Their third match, their tri- the ending of their trios match. Basically, this is going to be their. This is going to probably be feud of the year. Yeah, the uh, look. This was fifty fifty for me until Kenny Omega did that interview, where he said, "If I beat Will Ospreay, 
Okay, there's really no need for me to ever go over to Japan again. I actually didn't know. I actually didn't see that. I didn't know the, he said that. The, the, he, he, he was like, if Will Ospreay doesn't win the title, why would I go over to Japan and give him another shot? Why would I do that? And I was like, well, that just that just 100% cemented it in my head that Will Ospreay is going to beat Kenny Omega. Okay, then you're going to have the Blackpool Combat Club come out, try to beat down Kenny Omega. The elite are going to come. It, there's going to be a whole angle at the end of it. And and that's going to be when Kota Ibushi shows up. Oh and God, that's yes. when we get the and and that's when we get the uh, we start to build the blood and guts. But it's like, yeah, this one will Osprey. It seems like a slam dunk to me because you you're doing the trilogy. You have to. You you have to do a trilogy with Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, and it makes no sense to do the third match if Will Ospreay doesn't win here. Exactly. All right. So those are our predictions. They are now in the books. So uh, chiseled in stone. That's our that's our predictions. Now it's time to turn it over to you, our listening, watching, viewing. I don't give a shit, audience. Uh, <laughs> what's your prediction? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. I don't give a shit what you are. You're watching this, and you're that's enjoying, all I know. You're enjoying us. Hopefully, we are entertaining you to a point where you're actually listening to up to this point. You're at the video, the end of the video. Um, if you, if you like what you see, it be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel. We'll have our uh, other links with our link tree down below. Uh, be sure to follow us on our uh, Twitter pages at ScholarsOW. And for our personal ones, you can find me at the Avataric. Brian, where can they find and you? You can, you can find me at Atomic Beam Hole. There we go. Very nice. Uh, now, I wonder, I'm really curious to see, because we got Jeff's predictions. I'm really curious to see what Charlie and Jeremy actually predict. Charlie was just waiting just to see. Oh, I can I can do the same predictions as Brian. Why would you do that, Charlie? You don't have the beefcase anymore. <laughs> you don't have the beefcase anymore. We're only doing it for points. This is this, this is, is all one points. where you can get wild. Oh yeah, this is one where you can get wild, get ballsy. Will you do it? We'll see. <laughs> and we know all about getting ballsy because we are the scholars of wrestling, and you have just been schooled. You're, You're welcome. welcome. All right. Enjoy Forbidden Door, everyone. We will. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) 